Okay, let's get started with Parshas Kisisa, and hopefully one thought at the end about Parshas Para, uh, Pei, as we are in the post-Purim world now. Shloshem Yom Lefnei Achag, 30 days um, to Pesach, Ba'ad Hashem, a uh, month from tonight is the Seder, well, a Seder, that uh, Wednesday night, let's not, uh, we should think about it, but we shouldn't think about it, if uh, uh, it's on our mind, but Ba'ad Hashem, uh, we'll be there on Tesvav tonight, being Tes Zion, actually, a month from last night, tonight is Tes Zion, Ba'ad Hashem, Mashiach should come, there's crazy times going on right now, maybe it's a simon of Geula, and uh Hashem, Mashiach Shekham, we bring the carpet Omer. We'll be doing the Ksiris Omer a month from tonight. So maybe that's the uh, the goal that we should have. Okay, so we start off with Kisisa. Kisisa is Rosh B'nei Yisrael of Kudahem. When you, Sisa, what is Tisa? So Rashi quotes, Lashon, Kabbalah, Kitargumo, Kishetachpots l'kabal schum minyanam, l'adas kamahim. When you want to know, when you want to accept and know the numbers of all the Jews. Al timnim legogolas. Don't count heads. Right? Don't count heads. This is implicit. The isser of counting Jews. Right? We don't count Jews by. It doesn't say that beferish here, but it says it based on psukim elsewhere and based on psukim in Tanakh. Uh, we know the problem of counting Jews as David Melech violated, but don't count by heads. Ella yitnu kol echad machzas ashekel v'timnes ashkalom l'tedaminyanam. Good. And in that way, there won't be a negef, because if we would count directly, then obviously there would be a, a, a negef. So many already point out the unusual word of tisa. Ki tisa esrosh. Tisa, sisa, usually means to lift up. So what exactly does that mean here? In the context of counting, what exactly is the Lushan? What is the Torah trying to allude to us? Kitis. Again, much of this is discussed also, uh, Shabbos Shkalim time, but here it comes up in the Parsha, so we will do it, uh, we will do it here. <laughs> we'll start off with a thought from Ramosha. Ramosha in source number one. Tamua. My time anokad hakra alat sivui limnos Lushan Tisa. Five of the memor Lushan Acher. Hayoser Barur. Tell me when you want to, when you want to count. <clears throat> and again, uh, so the voice is, uh, I know a little weak tonight, but Hashem Hashem Yazor. V'tzarech Lomar, Tihine, Kishenochiach le'echad al she'eno lomei Torah. O she'eno osik be'ez mitzvah. When we go to a person and we give tochacha, and we want to tell them, you could do this, and you should be learning, you should be doing mitzvah. Sometimes, and maybe it applies to us also, sometimes we have an excuse. We look at ourselves and we say, who am I? Can I really do that? Is that really me? Am I a daf guy? Am I a parsha guy? Am I a halacha guy? And I can look to myself and have what we might call in-place humility. Inappropriate humility. This is beyond me. No, 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 it's not. It's not me. Shechoshev shelo yuchalomod. Allah says a mitzvah. Right, it's not me. I can't do it. Nimsa shebemidas anava Right, it could be that thinking of, oh, it's beyond me, so maybe it's, um, you know, I can't do it. Because I think I'm not so great, and I'm humble about myself. Aval, kisharoa, says the Josh Moshe, how do we get out of that? When it comes to counting Jews, we all give the maxas a shekel. We all give an equal amount. Counting for a minion? Doesn't matter if you have Ramosha Feinstein in the minion. You need nine other men. Doesn't matter who's in the minion. When you, we see that, that lifts us up and tells us that, no, 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 we're just like them. We have an equal share in Ruchnius. Azu Roesh, Shagama, Godova, Tzadik, who ish Kamoso, Shein Machashvinoso, Lishnaim, Yoser. Moshe Rabbeinu can't be an aid Kedushin by himself. Doesn't count for more than one. He's one. He's one Jew. He's one for a minion. We have to make sure that we're honest with ourselves. Obviously, we shouldn't do above and beyond, not in reality. But we can't shortchange ourselves either. Well, we've quoted this in the, in the past. I didn't give it to you again, but yeah, the Gemara in Mesechas Chulin that uh, the Bali Musar talk about. Remember that Gemara in Chulin where Mar Ukva says that I am like vinegar compared to my father who is like wine. Why? Because my father waits 24 hours between Fleshiks and Melchiks. He waits 24 hours. Well, I only wait till the next Suda. 
That's the ambiguous line in the Gemara, and that's where it comes from. Six hours into the six, it comes from that line. I only wait for the next Suda. Okay, but from a Hashkavak perspective, ask the Bali Musa, if Sternbach quotes this in Parshas Yisro, I don't understand. If Mar Ukva thinks that it's appropriate to wait 24 hours, and that's why he said, my father's like wine. I'm only like vinegar. He thinks his father is doing the right thing. So why did he wait? If he thought that that was the appropriate behavior, so why, oh, Mar Ukva? Remember Mar Ukva in Ksubis? He jumped into the oven because he didn't want the Oni to see him who was giving the tzedakah. This is not a simple person. This is Mar Ukva. One of the Gdole, Gdole Bali Amasora, one Chazal. And, oh, he wanted the ice cream so badly? What does that mean? He, if he thought it would be better to wait 24 hours, let him wait 24 hours. So why didn't he wait? So explain the Mepharshim, because he knew that's not what he was up to in his Avodah Hashem. Avodah Hashem is a step-by-step process. And we can't jump rungs. Because if we jump a rung, then chas v'shalom, we could fall down. We have to know what, what rung we're up to. Right? Lashon Hara, Kavanah by Davening, being, um, you know, speaking properly to our spouse. You know, most of us probably are not uh, <coughs> not up to ticking chatzos. Probably not up to getting up at chatzos every night and morning for the base of Megdash. It's probably not where we're up to. But, and, and Marukva knew that waiting 24 hours was not appropriate for where, where he was up to. The, the Archaim HaKadosh, at the beginning of Bukhukosai, also quotes this on uh, explaining the Mishnah, V'lo Am Haaretz Chassid. In Am Haaretz, not only in Am Haaretz can't be a Chassid, but Amaretz shouldn't be a chassid. Right? You have to know little by little, step by step. But what we quote that, we sometimes say that, okay, we have to know that, but we also can't shortchange ourselves. We can't say, you know, coming, to t- coming on time to davening, I'm not up to there. I'm not up to there. No, we, we have to be honest. We have to know what we're up to and, and not fool ourselves into a false uh, state of, of ruchnius. That's exactly what Ramosha says here. Sometimes, you know, we don't think we could do it. We think it's beyond us. We think it's for the more spiritual, religious people in the neighborhood. But we have to recognize, we have to shoot for the stars. We have to do as much as we can because Kitisa, we're lifted up by recognizing that every Jew, Machs a shekel, right? Every Jew counts for a minion, Oshia Samecha. And therefore, in that way, we will be, we will be lifted up. Okay. Moving right along to <laughs> the next mitzvah. Parshat Kisisa, we know, is uh, the first two alios are very long. Um, again, we met, generally, uh, the suggestion given is that we don't want a Yisrael to have the aliyah of Cheta Egel, because we want to give it to a Kohen or a Levi, because they did not violate, and therefore we have to make the first two alios very long in order to uh, give the story to a Kohen or a Levi. But in the first couple of alios, we have a number of mitzvahs. So here we have in Perak Lamed, Pasuk Lamed Vav, we have, or even before that, we have the mitzvah of Ketores. Mitzvah of Ketores. We know we have the Kior, but also we have the, uh, the mitzvah of the Ketores. Kach l'cha, Shem says to Moshe, Pasuk l'amed dalad. V'yomar shema Moshe, Kach l'cha samim, Natav, Shcheles, Chelbana, samim, Levon azaka. We learn out from uh, all of these uh, words and doubling them, the 11 spices that were in the Ketores. V'yasisa osa Ketores, rochamas yirokech, mix it properly, mimulach, right, has to have, uh, right, question what mimulach means, does it mean melach, does it mean mix well, v'shachakti menah hadek, you have to crush it up well, v'nasad menah frehedes v'hamoid, and use it for the mizbech ha-Ketores every single day in the heichal, we spoke last week, if you remember, about the reason that the Mizbech Hazov was discussed, Dafka, at the end of the Tzaveh, and not with the other Kalim in, in Shruma. And the Pasuk says, An Isra of making the Ketores, if it's not for the uh, usage in the, in the Beis HaMikdash. So this is the Gemara tells us. The Gemara Meseches, Krisus on Davav. You have a quote there in source number two. The Gemara Krisis tells us, Amar Mar, as they grind the Ketores, Omer, Hetev Hadek, Hadek Hetev. They used to talk when they ground the Ketores. They used to talk. Grind it well. They used to sing. Like we know the Kohanim used to, the Levim used to sing during the Shechit HaSapesach. They used to talk when they crushed the Ketores. Messiah of the Rabbi Yochanan, and that supports Rabbi Yochanan. Dama Rabbi Yochanan. Kishem shahadibur ra liyayin, kenadibur yafeh libsamim. 
Rabbi Yochanan says, speaking during the processing of wine is not good for the wine. Speaking during the processing of the Ketores is good for the Ketores. That's Rabbi Yochanan here in Krisus on Dafyud. The Chayin who Gemara, he quotes the Gemara, uh, also Menachas Pezayin on the Mishnah, when they wanted to know if the wine was, uh, the, uh, the dregs on the bottom, it was mixed, they wouldn't talk. They would just bang on the barrel, give certain, uh, simonim, because they wouldn't talk. Okay, that's the Gemara, very unusual. What does talking have to do with making wine and, and being, uh, grinding up the Torah? That's what Rabbi Yochanan says. So obviously there's a message for us. There's a message for us. And ask the Bear Yosef, number one, what's the message for us about each one? Wine and Ktores. And number two, why does Rabbi Yochanan link them? Right, the Gemara here, there is talking about Ktores and Krisas on Dafav. And the Gemara quotes Rabbi Yochanan, who says, Kishem. Whenever we have the word Kishem, whether it's in Chazal or it's in the Rambam, you have to ask, what, what there's a connection here. Rabbi Yochanan could have just said, talking is not good for wine produ- production. And talking is very good for Ktores production. He links them, kishem, just like, just like it's bad for wine, it's good for besamim. So, yesh lahavin, mazeh bar b'yochan alam deinu, b'machetzirif elu shnei ha-hefechim la-ashvosan yachad. Why does he put them together? What's the connection? So says, Rabbi Yochanan, and this is a good way also to remember, sometimes we remember like the talking, is it good for one, good, not good? It's a good way to help us remember that for wine, it's not good. And for k'toros, it is good. Why? What does wine symbolize? And what does Ketores symbolize? V'ulai Yesh Lomar says, Rabbi Yosef Misalant, on the left side. Sher Yochanan ba lo ha'ir lo sumleiv al shnei advarim ha'yayin v'abesamim. Rabbi Yochanan is talking to us about two of the most special items that we produce, wine and the spices. Shetiv'am hafuch. Why is Dibur good for one and not good for the other? Why does she make it this way? We can't really understand how speaking makes a difference. If you have somebody who produces wine, does it make a difference if you talk while you're doing it? Maybe talking makes you have a hesachadas, you don't focus on it, but then it should be for both processes. So, what's the message? Why does it hurt wine and... Help besamim. Elakadeshe nilmo mize eifo ubamelish tamishim koach hadibur ladaberbam. Where should our ikar focus in speech be? Ubameh the eifo limnoa the lachtov alishdok me hadibur. We discussed this a little bit last week. We spoke about the Rambam and the Pirush Mishnah the five categories of speech. But let's add this. Vina yadua. What does wine symbolize? We just had Purim. Wine symbolizes Gashmius. Wine symbolizes this world. Wine symbolizes the earth. Noach gets out of the teva and he plants a vineyard. Wine is the symbol, right? Purim is the is the yontif that we celebrate within the Gashmias, right? The difference, <laughs> Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is the ultimate in pure spirituality. Purim is the ultimate in sanctifying the physical. Wine symbolizes the physical, symbolizing Gashmias. It's the desire. How many times are we warned? We're not allowed to paskin after drinking. We're not allowed to do the avoda. Nesias kapayim. Also, right, the only reason that koanim don't duchin uh, by mincha every day is because, you no, know, maybe they drank something on a fast day, not. So that's wine. And what's besamim? Besamim. Reach. Reach is the most spiritual sense. Right? Reach is the most spiritual sense. It's not even tangible. Right? Kol reach. The Gemara says, Ein bo The Gemara in the sixth Perkin Brachas has a separate makar that we have to make a bracha on reach. Separate from the beginning of the sixth parak, where birchas hanen and lashem aritz umeloa varzas alam adam kan lefnei bracha kan lachar bracha. We make a bracha before we get pleasure, eating, drinking, but smelling has a separate makar towards the end of the parak. Because there's something unique about smell. Smell is a, is a physical, but it's a spiritual essence. Amr Begemar, oh, he quotes it. Which pleasure, which that the soul gets enjoyment from. Parathetically, is one of the, um, one of the postkim, uh, uses this principle 
let's say somebody has a stuffed nose, a bad cold. Could they make Havdalah Burimine Bissamen? Or should they have somebody else make it? If they can't smell, they can't smell. So the discussion in the postkin. So generally, probably to have somebody who, you know, can smell, you know, make that bracha. But one of the posts can say, well, it goes to the neshama, even if you don't recognize it. Even if we don't smell it, right? Ezo, right, just because I have a stuffed nose doesn't mean that my neshama is not smelling it. Okay, we're not pasca, just interesting that that's used in a halachic context. But, says the Be'er Yosef, wine symbolizes gashmias. And Ketara symbolizes ruchnias. What should most of our speech be involved with? Right. The speech is not good for wine, and it is good for Torahs. When it comes to discussions of the mundane, discussions of the earthly and the worldly, we have to do some, but it shouldn't be too much. Shouldn't, we shouldn't overdo it. And that's symbolized by Dibor's Raliyayin. Yain symbolizing the physical. Like it says in the first parak in Perkyavos, Gadalti Mishtika, and in Chulin But When it comes to spiritual, there's no there's no limit. There's no limit. Just, just keep going. Just keep going. Right? The Gemara says in one place, right? More than the cow wants to nurse, the mother wants to give the calf. Right? Well, when somebody teaches Torah, somebody doesn't want to ruchnis, it should be overflowing. Shouldn't be able to stop. Should be just giving and giving. Again, it doesn't mean to go beyond what's appropriate. Somebody's giving a shear, there's the law of diminishing returns also at a certain point. When, uh, people are just gonna remember, forget that, and we've quoted in the past the Me'iri, the beginning of Perkyavos, of a Susiog Torah. Right? Make a Syog, even when you're giving a shear, to make sure to know what to say and, and, <coughs> and what not to say. But in general, the topics of our Dibor should obviously be Ruchani. And that's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan tells us, line 26, Kishem Shah Dibor Yafal just like Dibor is Yafa, or he said it the other way, if you look on top, uh, Rab, but they're connected. So we have to remember what we should be involved in and the importance, and the importance of what we talk about. Right? Our children, our neighbors, our friends, all re- our work, our, our co-workers, they know what we, what we talk about most of the time. Whoever we're around in our lives know what the topics of our conversations are. So what, if we would have a percentage, what are most of our topics about? Right? Our tongue defines us. It goes to the Gemara and Erechen on the second column. Right? The Evar of Shaladam, the, all the different limbs and the power of the tongue that we have to uh, recognize in terms of what it, what it does for us. Right? Every single part of the body goes to the Gemara Ksubis, why our fingers shaped like pegs, goes to every part of the body. We have to know how to use it properly. And so too our koach hadibur. Okay, moving right along. We get up to the Mishkan. We get up to the Mishkan. Paraglamet Aleph. Paraglamet Aleph. Pasuk Aleph. Vaydavar Hashem Mosheliimar. Re'ei karasi b'shem. See, I have called him by name. Who? Bitzalel. Ben Uri, Ben Chur, Lamati Yehuda. Right, Betzalah, Ben Uri, and Chur, Lamati Yehuda. Right, Betzalah has been called by name to be the head of the Mishkan project. Betzalah, Ben Uri. Va'amali also ruach alakim. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Bechachma, Ubitvuna, Vadas. Right, Chachma, Bita, Vadas. Chabad. Right, the three types of wisdom. Uvechol, Malacha. I have filled him with, with tremendous spirit, uh, uh, godly spirit. To be able to do it, lachshol machshavos, lasos pazah, baches v'dachoshes, and it goes through all of the all of the um, raw materials. And I gave him a helper, nasati ito as alav ahaliyah ben achizimach l'matidan, and I gave him aliyah, and they're going to do everything that I asked for. In past years, we've spoken about the connection between Yehuda and Dun. Why Dafka those shvatim came together to build a mishkan. Later on, bizman beis hamikdash, they also came together. But if you look in the in the, in the sefer, he gaditi hayom. It's a modern compilation. He quotes a thought from Rav Moshe. It's not in the Drash Moshe. 
Where did Hashem call Bitzalel? Bitzalel. Re'ei karasi b'shem. I have called him by name. Bitzalel ben Uri ben Cholamati Yehuda. Where did Hashem ever call him Bitzalel? Hashem called a certain people, right, certain names. But where do we find that karasi b'shem? Where, where is that? It's a good Rashi. Karasi b'shem la'asos malachti. Espitzala. So Rashi tries to stick in. I've called him Bishem La'asos Malachti, right? I've called him by name to do Malachti. Espitzala. He's trying to separate the name Bitzalel from right, the Karasi Bishem. But what exactly, what exactly is the message here? Maybe, maybe there's something deeper in Rashi. Or maybe it's different than Rashi. Says Rav Moshe. You have to read the Hemshech Absukim. Karasi b'shem, and what's the next pasuk? V'amaleos aruach halokim b'chachmon b'sunu v'das v'chamolacha. The tirates line three. Ki atzim zeh shakadosh baruch hu mileis b'tzala baruch Hashem b'svuna uvedas la'asot pazov achesef zu hakriya shelo. If one of us has a certain talent, that itself is God telling us use that talent to serve me. Any single ability, skill that a person is given, a beautiful voice, power of persuasion, ability to get things done, ability to schmooze with people, ability to smile, ability to be optimistic, any aspect, any skill, ability, anything, mida, that Hashem has graced a person with, they have to realize that's basically Hashem announcing I'm giving this to you in order to build a mishkan with it. Karasi b'shem, where do you see his b'tzalel, b'tzel kel in the, in, the, in the shadow of God? Where do you see that? If Hashem gives you the power to do it, that's the announcement that you need to do it. Zehu kol Hashem shekori lo la'avod b'meleches ha'kodesh l'asiyas ha'mishkan. Mishem sheha'adam, sh'ashem yisbarak nason l'kochos v'kishronos. If Hashem gives a person certain abilities, they were dafka given to him. To do the Ratzon Hashem. And that's how he's called Betzalah. What do you mean? He was never called Betzalah before. He's called Betzalah by the fact that he has these kochos. That's the Kriya. That's the Kriya. Umasikmikach and says Ramoshek, he call Adam. Bein shenitlo chachma. Bein shenitlo gvura. Anything. Ubein shezachal l'shefa bracha. Whether he's given money, whether he's given power of investment, it's all Lassa's Ratzon Hashem. All Lassa's Ratzon Hashem. Ukisharom Harbi Bene Adam. Shenitnulam Bachachmo, Gvura Vixafim. Venamanatamus Kocham, Lassa's Ratzon Hashem is Barach. They don't use this special power to serve Hashem. They have the choice. Hashem gives us something. What are we going to use it for? What are we going to use it for? We have tremendous Kochos. Again, we need uh, professionals in every area. Right? Not everybody with an amazing mind should become a rabbi. Right? There are people who have more of an idea to be a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman, a computer scientist, a, a comp- anything. There's many, a hundred different professions, an accountant. Uh, but one has to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the kochos, whatever we, we decide to invest our, our parnasa in, but our kochos also has to be used <coughs> in as much of a direct way for... For Ruchnius. Kama Cheshbon Anefesh Mor Maimerze. So now it says the Higatzi Ayom. How much Cheshbon Anefesh we have to think about this thought? If Hashem gives us a certain koach to cook, right? It gives us a certain koach to, to, to help any other individual. It's our, it's our Achrayas. That's why we're given it. Everybody has kochos to do certain things. To bring out the bring out the potential of every Talmud, which is not the same as teaching Torah. Different skills. Some are just all about chesed. They can spend their entire day doing chesed, and that's what they love. You have to hear the echo in their ears. Hashem gives you the koach. 
right? It has to be done. It has to be. It has to be used. And then he quotes the uh, the famous Beis Alevi. Does a quote from the Beis Alevi in Parshas uh, Vayigash, where the brothers were talking to Yosef, and Yosef says, "Ani Yosef Vichai." The Medrash says that that was a musr, right? It wasn't just a a, a question because he knew his father was alive, and Yosef was really telling them, "Hashem gives you such koach to be so loving now, but you weren't so loving 22 years ago." Kaddish Baruch wants us to use the potential that He's given us. And sometimes we don't even know what our potential is. Sometimes our potential isn't used until we get to certain extreme circumstances. And it's put to the test. And then we realize what type of inner fortitude and strength that we have. Right? Inner fortitude and strength that we have. Right? And he quotes a little bit on the top of the next page. Source number five. Then when we go up, it's not exactly what the Gros says, but it's similar. When we, um, lost the lava, we're going to be shown. Many of the, many of the Mepharshim, <laughs> Say a similar idea. We're going to be shown a split-screen TV. Split-screen. On half of it, we're going to see what we did in life. and half of it, we're going to see what we could have done in life. And the goal of life is to make both screens be mirror images of each other. And that's why we can never stop trying. Because Hashem knows what we could do. Hashem knows what's in us. Hashem knows what name He called us. Re'ei karasi b'shem. Each one of us was called that name. Each one of us is given the kochos. Then he quotes two or three other ideas, again, along the same lines. He quotes, again, this was, is really probably the most well-known story of the Nitziv. The Nitziv, when he was younger, he was lying on his bed, and his parents, he wasn't the, 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 the top of the class. His parents were going to send him to be an artisan, to be some type of uh, worker. And the Nitziv looked within himself and realized that he has more. He could do more. And he writes, you know, after 120, I would have been a fine businessman, and I would have, you know, shomer Torah mitzvahs and done everything and gone into Shemayim. And they would have said to me, where's the Nesif? Where's the Hemekdavar? And I would have said, what are you talking about? I have no idea what those words mean. Where's the Hemek She'ela? Where's the uh, Emek Hanitziv? <coughs> and I would have said, what are you talking about? And says the Nesif, <coughs> we have to recognize that that's what we're going to be asked. Did we fulfill our potential? Did we fulfill our potential? And he knew he could do more. He knew he could do more. And this, this is the story he told over this story when he finished his commentary on the Shiltos. That's how we know the story. That's how we know the story. He was obviously saying this to be able to mechazik others and say we have to push ourselves. And he says on line 19, uh, I'm making a suda to finish the svar, uh, finish the sefer. You know, what is it, uh, why should I make uh, such, a, such a party? He worked 25 years on the, shil- on the commentary on the Shiltos. But he says, he quoted this idea of the Grah, that, you know, we have to properly fulfill our potential. We didn't do what we could have done. We have to make sure that we do what we could have done. But we also have to make sure that it doesn't depress us and we don't think I could have done what somebody else could have done. And with that, we have the balance of the story of Yisrael Salanter. Right, the, towards the bottom, line 32, he quotes that on Purim, on Purim one year, Rav Naftali Amsterdam, one of the Talmidim, writes, asked Rav Yisrael Salanter, if I would have had that, if I would have the head of the Shagas Aryeh and the heart of the Baal Yisod Visharash Avoda, with this commentary on Siddur, and the Midos of you, Rebbe, Rav Yisrael Salanter, I would be the Eved Hashem Mushlam. If I had the Shagazari's head, the Baal Yisod's heart, and your Midos, I would be the ultimate Eved Hashem. No, you wouldn't. You know how you become the perfect Eved Hashem? If you take your, your Chachma, your head, and your heart, and your Midos, that's how you become the perfect Eved Hashem. It's not about having my Midos, or having his brain. Each one of us could become the perfect Ever Hashem if we take what Hashem has given each of us and the situation that He's put us in. And it's always about looking ahead. It's not about what I've done, but what I could do. And what there still is, what there still is left to do. I don't think I'm going to quote it later, but again, the end of, right, we quoted it often, the, uh, the end of the Parsha. We have Moshe Rabbeinu coming down from our Sinai and his face is shining. Face is shining, and the Medrash asks, why was Moshe Rabbeinu's face shining? Right, what is his face shining for? So the Medrash has a couple of ideas. One of the opinions is, 
His face was shining from the leftover ink that was left over after he wrote the Luchos. And the question is, the leftover ink? The Luchos should make him shine. What do you mean the leftover ink? And the answer is because Moshe never looked at what he did already. He looked at what still had to be done. And even after he wrote the Luchos, the leftover ink is what made him shine. Because it was about what potential do I still have? What could I still accomplish? And then he finally, without quoting um, everything, just turning one more page, just doing one more muscle that he gives. Again, he says a lot here. gives a lot of uh, ideas. But he quotes towards the bottom of page four. He quotes a certain, certain um, lecturer that wanted to prove something to his audience. What did he do? He comes into the lecture hall. He has a, a bunch of bags of different things. And then he has, sets up a big glass container, empty container on the table in front of everybody. What does he do? He takes pebbles. He fills up the glass with a bunch of pebbles. Till the top. Till the top. Filled with pebbles. And he asks the crowd, no, is it full? Yeah, it's full. Everybody said it's full. What does he do after that? He starts filling it up with crushed pebbles. It fit between the cracks. Even though you have all these pebbles in there, it was full. No, you could fit these other crushed pebbles. In, and it all went in, the whole bag. And now he says to them, is it full? They said, yeah, now it's, now it's really full. Vaday or vaday. He says, really? He takes out another bag of sand. Of sand. Starts pouring it in. Kept going in. Kept going in. In between the little pebbles, between the, the, the crushed pebbles. Fills it up. And now he says, is it full? And he said, for sure. There's no more room. What does he do? He takes some water. Starts pouring it in. Just when we think it's full, there's always more. There's always more space to grow. There's always more space. Yeah, we think there's no space left. There's no more room. We can always push. We can always push. Hashem knows what's in it. Hashem knows what's in uh, what's in our bottle, and how much more we could, how much more we could fit. And that's what he says on the top of the next page. What did he want to teach the crowd? There's always more that we could try to do. Okay. And then we have, obviously, Cheta Egel. And we have, at least let's focus on Moshe Rabbeinu's request. Moshe Rabbeinu requests in Pasuk Yud Gimel, after he's uh, begging for forgiveness, if I have found favor in your eyes and you want to give um, forgiveness for the sin, again, many years we've so- spoken about what the sin was, we're not doing that this year, but I, Moshe asks, please let me know your ways. The way of your goodness. But here in the Pasuk, what exactly was Moshe Rabbeinu asking? And I shall know you. So I find favor. And then Hashem answers, not the, the very difficult to know what exactly is happening in this conversation. My face will go by and I will leave you. Moshe says, no, I don't want that. And a few psikkim later, Hashem says, Moshe says, no, I want you to come. Hashem says, fine, I'm coming. Moshe again says, a little different. So the first one is, the second one is, and then again, Hashem says, I'm going to pass by and and uh, and only then Hashem says, you can't see me. Go into the rock. Okay, there's a lot of mysterious conversation going on, which a lot of it is above us. But just in terms of trying to get a little message, says Rabbeinu Bachai, source 8, Okay, he has, after, we're just going to do a derech Afterwards, then on line 21, I gave you, we're not going to read it here, Al Derech HaSechel, he has. We're just going to do Al Derech HaPshat. 
What is Durachecha? Hashem, I want to know your ways. What are Hashem's ways? Hashem's Midos. There's a mitzvah in the Torah to be like Hashem. We can't be like God. Oh yes, we can in a certain way. In terms of his Durachim, we could be like Hashem. Rachum, Vachanun, Erechapayim. Patient. Hine, says Rabbi beautiful. Moshe, Bikei, Shodat, Hashem, Yisbarak, Mitoch, Durachav, Umidosav, Klomar, Tothdarke, Pulosav. Hashem, I want to understand your ways, your midos. Hashem says, okay. But then Moshe says, Hodieni, Harani, Na, Eskvodecha. Says Rabbi Nachai, Moshe, Bikei, Shtei, Shelos, Ha'echad, Ha'ef, Sharit. Moshe had two requests. One of them was possible. The second one was impossible. Impossible. And this is what Shlomo Melech referred to. Kvod Elokim Haster Davar. Kvod Melachim Chakor Davar. What does that mean? The covet of God is in hiding. The covet of the king is by searching. Same thing. Part of God's existence will ultimately always remain a mystery. It just happens to be that way. We are finite and he is infinite. And a person could delve into it in terms of understanding the midos of Hashem. How can we copy him? And that's what we know. It's said all over. Right? The Chavetz Chaim, I think, points out eight times in the Torah. We are commanded in some way to be like Hashem. Many different ways. But also in Navi. Know me. Know me how? Through my midos. How does Hashem run the world? And as much as we can understand, you know, we might not be able to do this fully, but it's not an exercise, in fut- a, fut- a futile exercise. We can get some answers. The other exercise, though, is futile because it's impossible. It's an impossibility. And again, as we mention often, it's even more impossible than the mushroom I'm going to give to have a dog understand physics. It's more impossible for us to understand a Baruch Hu. That's like a tiny, tiny, it's not even qualitatively in the same category of mushroom. But at least to make it if the Torah could say Hashem has a mouth and Hashem gets angry and Hashem has charonaf, so we could also use that mashal, just to put it into our, our terms. And that's the mashal. And he says, similarly, he says, when we talk about the sun, we can learn, we could describe the sun, how big it is, how hot it is, um, the source of the fires inside and the gases. We can. But do we really know the essence of the sun? We can't even look at it. We can't even look at it. You're going to tell me, says the Rabbin Bachai, that we know everything about the sun there is to know because we could use mathematical formulas and physics. You can't even look at it and, or get millions of whatever, you know, anywhere near it. So he says the same thing. You could describe about what the sun does, but you can't know the sun. You can't. It's impossible. You can't even look at the sun. It says, and that's, that's Lahavdil, what we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. Haraini Naz Durachecha, that's okay. Or the other Lashon, not Haraini, right? The, uh, Hodi'eni Naz Durachecha. Haraini not. You could also be Mechalik between those words. Hodi'eni is possible. Haraini is impossible. But they each fit with the words that Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu used. Moving right along, let's try to fit in one or two more and then uh, have a thought on, if we can, on the uh, on Parsha's par. Just a note, just a shot in the Pasuk. Shot in the Pasuk, now Paraglam Adalid, Pasuk Chav Gimel. Towards the end of the Parsha, we have the, uh, Ali, the Mitzvah of Ali Regal. Mentioned a few times in the Torah. Right, this is one of the, uh, the leanings for the Chagim. Chagash Rostas Chagasif, Shalosh Pamim Bashana. 
the Yisrano picks up on Pasuk Chav Gimel. Three times a year, Three times a year, every male should be seen, So what's that phrase? It's a lot of words there. So the Svarno just says, when we go to Yerushalayim, and we go to the base of Migdash, there's supposed to be two recognitions there. There's supposed to be Adon, and there's supposed to be Elokei Yisrael. What's the difference? Ha'adon, the master, says the Svarno, and I gave you the footnotes of the Svarno also, in 11. Ha'masader in Yonecha b'dvarim ativiyim, the God of nature. Hashem's in charge of the world's natural order. Ki'inyanu la'adon l'chol beso. That's Adon. Elokei Yisrael, that's Adon. Adon is of the whole world. And maybe that's connected to Yudke Vavke. But then there's Elokei Yisrael. The unique Hashkachas B'nei Yisrael, which is Me'al HaTeva, which is above. Elokei Yisrael M'sader in Yonei Yisrael B'n Yonim HaRuchaniyim, Asher Lomalam HaTeva, Asher Lo Yehosu Zulasi La'nevdalam HaNekram Elokim, V'chulu, and he continues and explains the two. Again, we don't have time to read the, go through the whole Svarno now, but the Svarno says at the end, Yehroe Kol Zuchorcha Lohodos so those are the two. And when we go to Yerushalayim, we're supposed to have those two acknowledgements. Right? We see the Nisim in the base of Megdash, but we're also supposed to recognize that Hashem is the source of everything in the world. And Eved the whole world, comes from Yerushalayim, from that spot, and Hashem is in charge of Teva, Hashem is in charge of Me'al HaTeva as well. Okay. Just one other thought I wanted to mention about this Parsha. So we know Rashi tells us this Parsha is not in chronological order. Really, Kitisa took place before the Mishkan, before Truman Tetzaveh, right? Right after Harsinai, but the Mishkan was given, the Pesiv of the Mishkan was given later. So it's written not in chronological order. If you look in the Simon Labanim, he quotes, Rav Kashtiel quotes from a Sicha of Rav Si Yehuda Kuk, the following. Right? obviously means it's not written in chronological order, but there's a deeper idea here, because we know, obviously, that Hashem wrote the Torah in perfect order. Perfect order. And then, let me just, uh, to, to mention it, uh, go step by step. What's the perfect order? God's order isn't the same as people's order. Human beings have a certain order that we need. And we love order. When I say a sentence that people love order, I just said that, three words. It could have been order, love, people. No, people love order. Because human beings, we need to live in a certain order, cause and effect, physical worlds. That's our order. God's order is not bound by that type of those types of rules that we're bound to. Let's read. Bechaladam line seven. Human beings, we like order and orderliness. Adam Devarim When we see things scattered all over the place, no And most people, not all, most people, <laughs> if you come and something's a mess. You're gonna like order them. You know, there's like you go to, you pass the, 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 uh, the bookshelf in the shul. You know, if you're not in a rush, probably most people would like put the sedurim like where they're supposed to be. Like there's two that don't belong here and one over here and a chumash over here. Most people, not only because, let's say, let's say there's a bookshelf. It's not even svarim. You just, that's just what we like. And the, the, the people who, <coughs> the, uh, <coughs> whether it's philosophers or professors that try to figure out how things work in the world, we like to know how things work. And, and we like to know what causes things to uh, um, happen. Hashem also has a seder, but a different type of seder. The Torah is not limited to chronological order. Right? It's by content. 
content message seder. And that's the difference. That's what Yimukta Uchabat Torah means. It means this is God's order. This is not Dafka, our order. And he continues on the next page and says, if you think about Sefer Shmos, <coughs> all the parshias are in pairs. Shmos and Ve'era is leading up to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Bo and B'Shalach, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf. Yisro Mishpatim, Maimed Arsinai. Shumat Tzaveh, Mishkan. Vayaka Pekudei, Mishkan. There's one sore thumb. Kisisa sticks out. Kisisa's in the middle there. What's it doing there? There's such perfect order. You know what the answer is? Because Chayta Egel was out of order. Right? In the phrase that we have in English, out of order, but literally out of order. Because what was Chayta Egel? He quotes from Ritzvi Yehuda. What's Avodah Zara in general? Avodah Zara is trying to bring godliness into something physical. That's messing up the orders. That's trying to bring God's order into my human order, into my world. That tishter shagvulim, that the blurring of the lines, says that's says that's that's why kisis is by itself, and that's the message. When we try to when we try to force our notions and our order, and after all, you think about it, the whole chait started with Moshe Rabbeinu came late, according to their machshavas. There was an isay there. He's supposed to be now, and he's coming later. <coughs> So the Olchei comes from an, uh, an idea that, that, that there's something missing, there's something out of order here. And that was the Egel. That was the Egel because of a couple of hours. And he says on line 22, To put godliness into physical. And that's the problem. You know what we say in, in every day in, in, during the Amidah? Chanenu me'itacha de'abina v'haskel. Give me wisdom from you. We don't, we don't want to force our wisdom onto you, Hashem. We want you to force your wisdom onto us. Chanenu me'itacha de'abina v'haskel. Ein anachnu mispalim l'chazek ha'saseichel shalanu. Es tfisas ha'seder shalanu. El kabel ha'saseichel me'itcha. L'atzliach kabel es ha'seder ha'acher. And that's, we find by many mitzvahs, it's all about seder. Again, he continues on the next page also. We we want to go up, Avodah Zarah is bringing it down. But we daven for the ability to go to go up. Gam bezal ruchani yusye seder, lo kol echad yachol. And we know this. You have to be, you have to have, say there, Har Sinai, you could go up to here, you go up to here, go up to here. We have to recognize that Parshish Kisisa is out of Seder. And therefore, that's why it's the only one that is, that is alone. Okay. Fascinating. Parshish Para. Parshish Para, as we have this year, Para Duma. And we know, beginning of Parshish Chukas, we have the discussion of Para Duma. And the first pasuk, second pasuk in Chukas, those Chukas Torah. This is Chukas Torah. Chukas Torah. This is the whole Chok of the Torah. So many point out, you know, why is the Dafka called Chok Torah? If you look in the Shemana Tov in Source 15, it's not just called Chukas Apara. Right? Why is it Chukas Torah? And Adam Kiyamas Ba'ohel, fine. There's some message about Paraduma that is Nechlal Kala Torah Kula. So he says, "Vishini Alasha means Zos Torah, Zos Chukas Torah." We know there's another pasuk of Zos Torah, Shosam Moshe Lefei Bnei Yisrael, right? I think it's in Veschanan. So what's the relationship between Zos Chukas Torah here and Zos Torah there? So he suggests others say this too. Zos Torah is Torah Shabbos Saf. Zos Torah Shosam Moshe. Zos Chukas Torah is Torah Shabbal Peh. Zos Chukas Torah. Shabazeh Yish Inya Chakika Believe Kol Yisrael. Chukos HaTorah, the chok of the Torah, it's engraved and comes out of the Chachmi Ador, the Choldor Vador. Okay, so there's one referring to Hershav HaSav, one referring to Hershav HaPet. But why Dafka, he asks, is Para Aduma the symbol of that? Why Dafka is that Pasuk put here? So it's Chukos, so it's Chukos HaTorah, Chukos 
Zos HaTorah and Zos Chukas HaTorah. Zos HaTorah is Hashem. Torah Shebech Saf. Zos Chukas HaTorah, it's engraved in us, is Torah Shebech Saf. Why is that dafka put by Paraduma? So let's go back for a moment. We know that Paraduma is... He gives another one, another thought along the way, which we're going to skip. Paraduma we know is ultimately for being mitahir from Tumas Meis. Tumas Meis. What's the connection between Paraduma and Tumas Meis? So it says the Shem fascinating. Tumas Meis, Misa, was brought into the world because of Adam and Chava eating from the Eitz Hadas. Eating from the Eitz Hadas. Because the Nachash convinced them, if you have Das, that will make you greater. And what happens? The punishment is Misa, something that is beyond Das. Something that is part of the infinite, beyond human comprehension. That was the punishment for wanting Das, to have to be faced with something that we have no Das on. What then is the most appropriate Tikkun for Tumas Meis, Meis, Misa, which flowed from the chait of the Eitz Adas, Paraduma, which is the symbol of a mitzvah without das, which is a symbol of the mitzvah that we can't understand. Nimsa 19, to call inyan chait va misa v'tamasa shabal yada ho'akoy de shi'ifa shal das arkede yode tovara nimsa tatakana l'chait hanarash al das the tikkun achait for the Eitz Adas is being mevatel my das. And that ultimately, obviously, is on the paraduma, b'taras atmeim, b'taras atahorim. And that's what we recognize by paraduma. And that's also maybe connected to chayta ega, where they try to use their das, you know, to try to bring down godliness. And we know paraduma is also machaber for the chayta ego. That's paraduma and and chayta ego. He says maybe that's what we think about as we get ready and be mitara saros for pesach. As we lay in Parsha's para, it's about recognizing that there are things that are beyond beyond us. We've quoted in the past the Rav uh, Asher Weiss, Chukos HaPara and Chukos HaPesach. Pesach is all about asking questions. Para is about not asking questions. And that's what we think about. Tarash HaVachsav, Tarash HaValpeh, Tafka, the message of Para Duma in this context. And he gets into more Tarash HaValpeh here also. But the message is for us to recognize its connection to the original Das, Original chet of Eitz and for us to recognize that there is a lot beyond. There's a lot beyond us. Rav Salvechik was fond of saying, sometimes there aren't only tekus in the Gemara. There are tekus in life as well. There are tekus in life. There are things that we don't fully understand, and that's the message of Paraduma. Paraduma tells us that it is beyond us, and we daven for the day that we feel that as much as po- as possible as it could be, we could be zochet to not only the hodieni but also to the Aini as much as humanly possible. Okay, we'll stop here.